Hey, what's up? This is Nick Perkel from WMSC. How's it going, Joel? How's it going, man? Sorry about all the uh, <laughs> all the all the craziness in the past couple of days, but it's good to uh, get on the phone with you. Oh, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, I want to talk to you uh, first about your new album. Uh, how do you feel it's different than uh, Overdose of Death? I think this time around it's a lot more aggressive. Not just aggressive in, in the fast sense, you know what I mean? I think uh, it's a lot more varied and the tempos change a little bit, but I think it's just like an angrier sounding record. And that's kind of what I had in mind when I was writing it. I didn't want to make Overdose of Death Part 2. I wanted to do something different this time around. and That was kind of my thinking on it. You got any B-sides to that album? Kind of like how your song 666 and also Suicide Eye appeared on uh, some versions of Overdose of Death and also on the Gravelord EP as well. We recorded a cover of Repulsion's uh, Helga Lost Her Head, and that actually ended up making it to the uh, Japanese version of the release. If you order from Japan, you get that as a bonus track on there. Why did you pick Helga Lost Her Head to cover, though? It's just a cool song. Repulsion's a really cool band. We played with them. Uh, they did like a, kind of like a secret show. We played with Carcass, and they just hopped on the bill. And these guys were super cool, and uh, it's just I always liked that song a lot. I know it's not maybe the, uh, the classic Repulsion, anything off Horrified, but I'm not like the biggest grindcore freak anyway. You know, like I, I'm not a real big fan of blast beats and stuff. So it's like for me, I just like it because it's kind of like a punky kind of death metal number, which is cool. On your first album, Evil Never Dies, there's this zombie wearing a rigor mortis shirt. How big of a rigor mortis fan are you? What was it like when you played a show with them in 05? It was really cool for me, man, because, uh, yeah, rigor mortis is one of those bands that, you know, I, I got into really early, and it was kind of just like a fluke. I had a friend that his uncle was actually getting rid of a bunch of his CDs. For some reason, that was in there, and that, that was one of the ones that stood out for me when I was a kid. I've been into it since I first heard it. You know, it's just it, something about it just grabbed me. It was really cool, just really evil-sounding and kind of raw and, you know, just twisted. Songs like Red Winter, I Am a Disease, and Agony of the Damned off your new album come off like a bit sinister at their beginning. It kind of sounds like it could be featured at the beginning of like a zombie movie or something. You ever have any interest in releasing or writing songs to be featured on soundtracks to horror movies? I've been trying to get more involved in that. After we recorded the new record, I was home for about eight months, and that's a really long time for us to not be on tour because we are just known for being on tour all the time. So. I had a lot of downtime, and I started writing a bunch of like kind of like creepy kind of stuff like that. It's it's like one of those fields that's really hard to you know break into, you know. But I mean, it's definitely an interest of mine. You know, if if the right thing came along, and you know someone was interested in getting some you know music for their for their movie, I would definitely be down for that. It's just uh, I've always been a big fan of horror movie soundtracks and stuff like that, um, especially the Italian stuff. I, I think it's just really cool. I really like Nowhere to Run, The Liars Are Burning, like Revelations, Rogue Winter, and also Agony of the Damned. Like, what's the crowd reaction to those songs? We've been playing, yeah, we've been playing some of those live, and they've actually been getting really good re reactions. I was, you know, sometimes people get bummed out when you play new stuff. And we've just been mixing up our set. Every every night on this tour so far, we've had a different set list. We've been seeing what works and what doesn't, and it's weird. The, the new stuff is going over really well. So I was expecting the uh, the backlash of play this song off your demo type thing, you know, like just the most obscure thing that people want you to play. But yeah, the new songs have been going over really well live. We've been playing for about uh, an hour or a little bit over an hour each night on this run and been able to work out some stuff and put in some stuff that we don't usually play. And yeah, it, people have been liking it, man. Are there any songs from Contra and Command that are going to have music videos to promote them, kind of like 
Nuke the Cross, Wild Dogs, and Lord of the Wasteland? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early, but we're definitely we have we have some stuff in the works, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be more than more than one video, so <laughs> just uh, keep an eye out for that. It's definitely going to have some cool videos. We're just kind of working on trying to find the right director and getting the right visual stuff ready. What songs are you most proud of from Conjure? I'm most proud of probably, uh, I like Revelations a lot. I think that's a cool one. And I think I like I Am Disease, too. It's just, I think I'm, I'm really happy with that one because it's just so much different than the stuff we've been doing. You know, it's just, it was, it, it's still evil. It still has the same vibe, but it's like a totally different direction. I think that's cool, to, you know, just to not have the same thing on every record, you know. It, so I'm kind of happy that one worked out. And I'm happy that, you know, people are actually picking up on it and, and liking it. What songs on Contra are your favorite to play at concerts, though? I like playing Bitch a lot live. That one's always fun. Revelations is really fun. And Agony, actually, is another one that's that's actually really fun to play. Just because you get that evil intro and evil outro, you know, and then you have that kind of like DB, crusty stuff in the middle. It's, it's just fun. It kind of just mixes it up. What environment do you find more fruitful for composing new music? Being around Portland or like when you're on tour? I almost exclusively have to be at home to do it because just touring in a van, you know, we don't tour in a bus or anything. So it's like I never get the space I need to actually write the stuff. Yeah, I definitely have to be home to write my music. I, I come up with a lot of ideas on tour, you know, and I, and I try to, you know, I try to remember them, you know, when I get home. But definitely I, I have to, if I'm actually doing a full song, I definitely have to do it at home. What inspires your songwriting these days? Do you find that you write stuff that has more to do with something real or something fantasy-based? It's kind of weird. It, the way, on, especially on the new record, the way I write is kind of based in reality, but it's, it's a fictitious subject. That sounds kind of weird, but what I mean is the stuff I wrote about, especially on this record, is about what people used to believe in, like with necromancy and stuff like that, like a lot of like black magic. But it was stuff that actually people were believing in at the time. It was like witch trials and stuff like that. I don't believe in them actually being witches, but at the time they believed it was real. You know, that kind of stuff. So it's like technically it's fantasy. Like I don't believe in any religion or any devil, God, any of that shit. But it's just like at the time it, it's written from a viewpoint of, you know, this is what the occult practices were back then, you know, and this is a lot of people got persecuted for believing this way and that kind of stuff. So it's written in that kind of way. You've been in Japan before on the Extreme the Dojo touring roster. Any plans for a return to Japan anytime soon? I'm hoping so. We are doing some Asia stuff soon. Hopefully we can squeeze that in there. You know, that would be cool. I love it over there. It's one of my favorite places to tour. We've been there uh, three times so far. Each time it keeps getting better, too. It's, it's really cool. Any cool stories from a trip to Japan? Just basically, I really like, I enjoy like record collecting and, you know, I like looking at like guitars and stuff like that. And over there, like they have some of the coolest music stores and they have some of the coolest record shops over there. So just for that alone, it, it's cool just to go around Tokyo and, you know, check out all the, the music stores and stuff. At the moment, you're touring with Holy Grail. Any cool stories to share? It's kind of early, man. I mean, we had, we had some pretty good times. I mean, it, the store is just basically getting in the in the swing of things now. But last night we played in Panama City, and uh, we basically played a, a venue that we showed up. And we were kind of wondering, you know, because it was a like a beach resort area, you know, in like this town that we played in. 
And uh, we showed up at the club, and it's kind of like a seafood like kind of restaurant with like this club on the side. The show turned out to be amazing. All these people showed up, and you know, I've never been there in the history of Toxic. It was cool to see that. There's going to be a couple other places on this tour that we're going to be going that you know I've never been to. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what those places are going to be like. Pleasant surprises. <laughs> what are your three favorite concerts that you've performed, and also your three favorite that you saw as a fan? So many concerts, they all kind of just run together. I don't know. When we toured in Australia in 05, that was really awesome, you know, just to go there. And the, the metal scene there is just so wild, you know. I think probably one of my favorite concerts that I can remember, you know, was actually just, it just happened recently when we went to Cancun. That was amazing. They flew us down to do a one-off show at DRI. It was uh, tons of people there. And they were all just like really partying. Shows that I've seen, definitely Slayer. Which time, I'm not sure. They're always so good. But actually, this last time I just saw them with Megadeth about a year ago, and that was maybe the best time I've seen them. They're on fire, man. They're a really good band, still. What are some pre-show and post-show traditions that are important to you? I, I, I think I just have to get in the right mind frame to do it. It's been kind of hard on this tour because, you know, not, not only have I been playing, but I've also been poor managing and doing merch. So it's like... I've been spreading myself a little thin on this one, but I like to, you know, just take a couple minutes, kind of just relax, you know, like have a beer or something and just get ready to go. Yeah, this one's been a little hectic, so I haven't necessarily had as much time as I'd want to for that. Post-show stuff, wipe the sweat off, take a breather, you know, have a beer, and then I always go out and talk to the fans and stuff. I'm not like one of those people that fucking hides, you know. I'm not really into that. I think it's cool to definitely say what's up to people and stuff. Do you have time, like, after shows to, like, autograph CDs and like seven inches and stuff for fans? Oh yeah. I, I, since I've been selling our own merch on this tour, I've been signing everybody's shit. <laughs> What's been your most hallowed memory as a musician? Probably getting asked to tour with Danzig twice. That's probably the, the best memory I can think of. It was an honor. I mean, you know, I've been a big fan of his whole catalog. So to be asked to go on tour with him, you know, it's just mind blowing to me. If you could be in a horror movie, what kind of character would you want to be? Someone like uh, Ash, maybe, from like Evil Dead or something. <laughs> something like that. What's your personal choice for listening to music? Vinyl, CD, or MP3? Vinyl, for sure. MP3 is basically a necessity on tour, but when I'm at home, vinyl, absolutely. Any words for people seeing you perform live for the first time? Be prepared for <laughs> to wreck your neck. I don't know, man. Just make sure that you're prepared to like move around and stuff, because... You know, our fans can get pretty fucking crazy. What do you think Beavis and Butthead would say if they saw a video of you playing Nowhere to Run? <laughs> I never really thought about that. I can't really say. I'd probably rip on it or something. I don't know. <laughs> now, what has uh, been your most spinal tap moment? That's something you'd have to ask your bass player about. I'm sure he's got a few stories. He's had some interesting, interesting stuff happen over the years. Maybe when he... There was a point where we, we did a tour of Napalm Death, and he did a stage dive. He kind of misjudged the stage dive, and he actually like got caught up on the barrier and like, cracked a couple of ribs. It's pretty hilarious. What's the craziest story you have from an interaction with a fan? I guess maybe just like there was one time there was this like a crazy girl that basically uh, wouldn't leave me alone. It was like trying to like do some kind of weird ritual thing with me or something i don't know like wanted to like drink my blood and shit like <laughs> i don't know that was probably one of the weirdest experiences i've had with a fan if there was a fire that destroyed your entire music collection but you could save one album what would you save and why 
probably my Bathory Yellow Goat record. That's probably the, my prize piece in my collection. Why? Because it's just, it's definitely one of my favorite records. And two, because it's almost impossible to find, you know, at least for the price I got it for. I see. How did you acquire that? Like, was it from some uh, used record store or something? No, it was through a trade. What are your favorite beers? A favorite beer probably would be, I like Yingling a lot. It's a beer that's kind of, I guess, regional to the East Coast. That's the problem with living on the West Coast. They don't really have it there. So um, that's probably my favorite one. I like German beers, like the actual local brewed beer, like when you go to Europe, like that. I don't think there's anything that can match that. But the beer like Beck's and stuff just isn't real German beer. You know, it's, it doesn't, it's not the same. You know, it, maybe it's a German beer by location, but not by the way it tastes. You know, it's just, I, I'm not a real big beer snob, man. I, I kind of just drink whatever the club gives us and that's fine. What kind of merch are you currently promoting? And like, what's a website or PayPal address to get that stuff? We actually have a few records of this out on this tour. We have the brand new one, Conjuring Command, on vinyl. We also have our split with a Canadian band called Inepsy. I got some vinyl copies of that left on this tour. I have all the records on, well, all the albums on CD with us. Running really low on shirts right now, but picking more up tomorrow, so that's going to be cool. We got like a tour t-shirt and we got a bunch of new designs and stuff. So yeah, all kinds of shit. You can look on, I mean, if you wanted to get it online, you can go on, we have like a web store, like a a merch web store called IndieMerch.com backslash Toxic Holocaust. I feel like a car salesman. This is Joel Grine of Toxic Holocaust. You're listening to WMSC 90.3.